0: If you would indulge me to read verse number one. Do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared <laughs> to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, not written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart, and such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to... Think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face, Moses for the glory of his countenance which glory was to be done away with or done away how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious for the ministration of condemnation be glory much more the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory for even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect let me read that again so you catch it For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by the reason of the glory that excelleth. Great comparison there. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, not as Moses which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which was abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding, as in a glass, the glory, of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Aren't you glad you're apostolic Pentecostal people today? There's something on the inside of us that changes us and makes us better. Hallelujah. Let's ask the Lord to help us today. Savior, we love you and thank you today that you have provided for us all the things that are necessary to God and your presence. We ask you to be with us today. Bless your word to our hearts, and I ask these things in the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Praise God. Verse 1. Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we as others, some others, Do we need a letter to you, or do we need a letter from you? No, he said, ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. If there ever was a time that the Bible needs to become real on the streets Of Bakersfield. It's today. We are written epistles. Everywhere we go and all that we do should represent that which changed us as this beautiful song today was sung in our hearts. I don't know about you, but I am happier today. And can I use a strange word that's not exactly right? But in this sense, I want to say it I am proud to be a Christian. You know, there's an old saying that if the world gets darker, just a little light makes a big difference. Well, in the world that we live in today, it certainly is getting dark out there. But if we'd let our little light shine everywhere we go, others will see it. We are a living epistle, known and read of all men. If you look like the rest of the world, you're not being read of all men. If you blend in with society, with their attitude and actions, then you're not known and read of all men. But if your attitude, your spirit, and your clothing reflect a Christian, you will be known and read of all men. Now a few said amen, but you need to recognize today that all of us are epistles written And known of all men. You are a living epistle, whether you are a Christian or not. The world blends in with their understanding of who they are. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the it is what? It is what? It is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I would stand before anybody or any leader of any religious cult or whatever and proclaim to them that the name of Jesus is higher than any name. Oh, hallelujah. And there's something great about being a child of God that the world needs to know. And I want to preach to you today from this subject You are an epistle. You are an epistle. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 1, Paul doing the writing, he said, Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Today... As we recognize the ministry of this church, Brother Bradford as our pastor of this local assembly, you are the work of God through the ministry of this church. You reflect that everywhere you go. And when you do not reflect that, that means that you are ashamed of who you are. And the Lord said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father which is in heaven. I'm telling you, I don't want him to be ashamed of me, so I'm not going to be ashamed of him. I'm glad I'm a Christian. I'm glad I'm a Jesus-name apostolic Christian. I'm glad I have the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I want to live a holy and godly life. I'm not ashamed of any of that. How about you? Everywhere I go, I want the world to know that I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't care which way the world goes, and they may go socialistic. They may go all kinds of things in our world, but we're going to stay the same. We're the church of Jesus Christ, uh, and we're not going to be moved by the influence of Hollywood or the world. We are written epistles, and we we need to be happy about who we are, and we need to recognize the church is greater than the world. I said the church is greater than the world. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3. For as much as ye are manifestly declared. Manifestly or made known and declared. Made known and declared. To be, to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us. Written not with ink. He started this chapter by saying, do we need a letter explaining who we are to you? Or do you need a letter from us on who you are? No, I'll tell you what binds us together. It's not patting one another on the back. It's acknowledging the Holy Ghost is in us, and we are sons of God. We are the children of the Most High God. We are epistles read and known of all men. I'm not ashamed of this, church. I'm thankful for the church. I think the church is the greatest thing going. I think the church is the most excitable thing going. I'm glad I'm in the church. Not because I'm just in this building, but I'm in the body of Christ. He has redeemed me by his blood. He's picked me up out of a world of sin. He knocked the chains off of my life. He unshackled me and gave me a reason to live. I'm here to praise his name and exalt his name. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. (laughs) Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Uh, don't, don't, Don't ever back away from those of us that like to worship. Don't be afraid of us that like to come to the well during service. We just know where we came from. We just know what we are. And we thank God for his blood. And we thank God for his presence. Don't be ashamed of us because we want to be apostolic. Don't be ashamed of us if we want to be a Christian. Don't be, don't be ashamed of us if we proclaim his name and exalt his person. He's the one that died for us. Aren't you glad he died for you? Aren't you glad his blood washed you? Not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. And I like this one too, not in tables of stone. But what's interesting, the Old Testament talks about taking your heart of stone and making it a heart of flesh. Not in tables of stone that are hardened and so so ritualistic and unmoving that you can go to a ball game and jump out of the pew, uh, jump over the seats and mess the lady's hair up next to you, knock the hat off of the 80-year-old woman and still be happy going to the ball game, but come to church and want to fold your hands and not worship God that saved you. I mean, a pigskin going across the goal brings them to their feet. But let me tell you, a man who was in the skin of flesh went to Calvary, and I'm here to rejoice about it today. I'm here to thank God for it. It's excitable to be a Christian today in a world of confusion. Not in tables of stone, the hardness of the world, but in the fleshly tables of our heart. It's in your heart. We don't need you to have a letter from us. It's in our heart. It's in your heart. You don't need a letter from us. Uh, What you need, in fact, we don't even have a real up-to-date membership role. Maybe we need to for the government but we don't need it for God. You know what God says? He said in the book of Psalms, the 86th chapter, I believe, he said, I know who they are. I know when they were born, I wrote their name down. You ought to be happy you're in the church today. What you are speaks louder than what you say so many times. Verse 6, he said, who also made us Able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter. And I'm going to talk about that a little more just a little bit later. But not of the letter that killeth. But the spirit that giveth life. I have heard things that kill. I've heard the ritualistic preaching of some that kills. And they never bring to life. Yes, sometimes preaching does prune us. Cut away some of the fleshly growths of our lives. But God said, the Spirit giveth life. That's why we worship at pre-service and we worship during worship time and we worship during preaching time because it's the Spirit that makes us alive. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get old and sit down and let somebody else out worship me. I'm not going to let a young man coming out preach me, boys. You may get good, but I'm on your trail, boy. I'm going to preach with everything that's in me because we're not in this for looks. We're in this for victory. I thank God our young men have a fire in their bosom, but we as older people need to have a bonfire in our bosom. We need to rejoice in the house of God and let this place shine with victory. Hey, somebody needs to be delivered today. Somebody needs the Holy Ghost today. Somebody needs to be saved today. We are manifestly declared to be epistles of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, he went on to say, But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious, my it wasn't real glorious when he came down that hill the first time. He had the precious stones written by the finger of God. Hey, I just happen to believe the Bible. Some say, well, Moses got up there and he chiseled it out. No, he didn't even have a chisel. It doesn't say anything about a chisel and hammer. It said by the finger of God. I just believe that. I'm sorry. I just believe it. If that was glorious... Then how much more, how much more should this gospel be glorious to us? If that which was done away with was glorious, how much more should this be glorious? Verse 8 made it plain. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Oh, I like that. Verse 9. For the ministration of condemnation be glory. You ever felt condemned? Well, if that old condemnation law was glorious, how much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory? You need to be happy that you're a Christian. You need to be happy That you dress like a lady. You need to be happy that you dress like a man. That's gonna become more in the future, I promise you. The cross dressers are coming along, but I'm not gonna be a cross dresser, I'm gonna be a crossover Christian. I left the world of sin, I stepped over to righteousness, and I'm gonna live for God with all of my heart. (laughs) Hallelujah. We need to make up our mind this is the most exciting place in the world and make this church. We have a pastor that preaches the word of God. We have some young men that love the word of God. We have some young men that will teach the word of God. This church is on the go and grow. And we've been around a long time, put out a lot of preachers, a lot of churches, and still doing it. But that means that we're going to have to grow here to replace those that are going into the ministry. For even... That which was made glorious had no glory. I like this scripture. For even that which was made glorious had no glory. (laughs) In this respect, or in this comparison, by reason of the glory that excelleth, in other words, that old law, those old words of condemnation, those old words of guilt and confusion, if they were excited about that, how much more should we be excited about the book of Acts? If they got excited about the Acts of the 12 tribes of Israel, if they got excited about Moses with the law, if they got excited about that, How much more should we be excited because Jesus delivered you? He washed you. He cleansed you. This church did nothing for you. This building will decay and collapse if it sticks around long enough. But I'll tell you what's not going to collapse. That's the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. We have an everlasting gospel on the inside of us. We have something powerful on the inside of us. If that was glorious, how much more by reason of that which excelleth is glorious. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I didn't bring a little lamb today. I I brought a big lamb today. I brought the lamb of God, which is able to take away the sins of the world. I bring that lamb every service. I don't have to go back to that lamb when they would count. Now, you've got to make sure it's the right lamb, so let's make sure here. Let's look, bring it down. It can't have a blemish. It can't have a bunch of garbage on it. It's got to be a pure lamb. I'm glad we didn't have to go through the farmhouse today and try to bring a lamb today. Shed the blood of a lamb. Mess up this beautiful carpet, beautiful church with all the animals in here. I have a lamb that makes things clean. He doesn't mess things up. I have a lamb that makes things white. I have a man, lamb that makes you crystal clear in Jesus. Wow. I thought I thought that phrase would really excite you. By reason of the glory that is to follow is what that really means. For if that which was done away was glorious. <laughs> you ever got rid of something you really liked, and then you wondered, why did I get rid of that? Because now I need it. Well, I'm sorry. I'm probably, I'm not totally a pack rat. I'm not a rat at all, but I do keep things sometimes. I take screws out of something, I put it in a little container, And every once in a while, I need that screw to save me a trip to Floyd's. Well, let me just tell you, I want enough Holy Ghost in me all the time that I never have to just hunger so bad that I'm lost in a world of confusion. But everywhere I am, I have something in God that keeps me, keeps me, it keeps me. If I did away with something... How much more glory? You, you, you got rid of furniture sometimes, you know, and it, it wasn't bad, uh, but but you got rid of it and you brought in something new and and everybody that had visited you before, they sat on that couch and it was fine and, and they, they survived the cushions and the springs popping through. And if that was good enough for you and you got rid of it, how much more is that new couch that you brag about? Well, now... Think about this for a minute. If that which was under the law was so glorious and they had to bring a lamb before they could come to church, they had to walk through a bloody mess of an altar, burnt offerings, how much more is this glorious? And then he said, seeing that that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. Don't get upset at us if we're just excited about Jesus. We're just excited about Jesus. We proclaim his name. We worship his name. We exalt his name. We're baptized in his name. We're called by his name. And the Bible said he's going to step out one day on the portals of glory and he's going to call his name and the graves are going to open. You thought your old name was all right? How about the new name Jesus? We use great plainness of speech. Verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Oh, hallelujah. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Now today we already had a great service already, and but tonight we're going to have a greater one. What do you say? It was a glorious service today. What do you say we have a more glorious service? You say, we're never going to go backwards. We're just going to keep glorifying God. I'm so happy he raised me and gave me a hope beyond this world. Do I deserve to be here? No, I don't deserve to be here. Do you deserve to be here? I was waiting on you to answer. I'll tell you what, I don't deserve him. He certainly doesn't deserve me. But he said, I will make you blameless. I will make you blameless. And I will present you unto myself. Well, hallelujah. If the old letter was glorious, how much more? Okay, let's let's go to church today. But before we go to church, we gotta go to the barn. We gotta find a lamb. We gotta find the best lamb that we have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really am sorry for some. I'm not gonna come and just give the Lord. I'm gonna give him the best I have today. (laughs) I'm going to give him the best I can today. I'm going to give him the best I can today. So they would go to the barn and they'd find a lamb without spot or wrinkle. I text Brother McAllister this morning asking him if he knew an old song. "Tis a glorious church without spit or wrinkle. Yeah, I did. And then I recognized it and it's supposed to be spot. But then I recognized the Lord said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So it's without spit or wrinkle. So we're going to church and we're looking at the farm and looking the farm over, and here comes the lambs. And no, that, that that's a good one. It's a good breeding. Lamb, we don't we don't want that one. It brought many lambs to our barn. We don't want that one. No, that's what God wants. He wants the best that you have. So if that was glorious, that you went before you went to church, you went to the barn, got the lamb, and then you carried that lamb to the to the church. It was a church in the wilderness, and you walked through those gates. There was four posts there with three curtains representing the divinity and humanity and the majesty of Jesus Christ. And the four gospels were the four posts. That's all right. And so you walk through that with your lamb, and the first thing you see is a bloody mess. First thing you see is an altar of burnt offerings where they slay the lamb. And the bloodshed, they say that underneath the old temple in Jerusalem, there was canals underneath where they had to wash the blood from the sacrifices out. There were canals. There was so much bloodshed. So much bloodshed. And here today, <laughs> if that was glorious, my friend, how much more glorious if you will walk in those doors with the Lamb of God? You walk in those doors with the Lamb of God? Who taketh away the sins of the world. And you come in here saying. I came to rejoice in the presence of. If the old was glorious. How much more glorious is this? Come on church. How much more glorious is this? And. Then. Then you slay that lamb at church. And the blood's on you probably. And blood is on the priest. And, and they take that blood. And then. Then you go to the cleansing pool, the brazen labor, and you wash. Well, they told Mo the Lord told Moses and Aaron and the sons of Aaron, if you don't wash, you'll die. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned, the New Testament says. So if the old washing was glorious, that you could wash that blood off your hands and what have you. How much more of all of yesterday's sins were gone because I was baptized in Jesus' name? If that old washing pool that was made from the mirrors of the ladies uh, and they would reflect and look at themselves, how much more should we look at ourselves and say, thank God for the washing of the water by the word in obedience to the word of God. Are you excited because you were baptized in Jesus name? Are you excited because that name is the name that carries the blood? It carries the blood from Calvary's hill and it washes you in the blood of Jesus Christ. How much more glorious is that, my friend? How much more glorious is that when we've been washed in the blood of the lamb? Woo-hoo. Oh, hallelujah. And then you had come to a little altar of Incense, and you'd come to the golden candlesticks, and you'd come to the showbread, and, and and let me just make this comparison because he said, if the if that old way was glorious, if that had a glory to it, how much more by the glory that excelleth or the glory that followeth? So if you walk inside now the tabernacle proper, on one side is the table of showbread, and the other side is the seven candlesticks. Let me just say. It's nice to come to church and have the illumination of God's Spirit in your life that reveals things to you. Day after day, you go to the church in the Old Testament, and it's the rituals day after day. It's the same process. That which excelleth or that which remaineth, you don't know what's going to happen when you come to the church of Jesus Christ. Somebody brand new, laden with sins and problems, uh, suddenly are delivered, and we're all shouting like we were just delivered. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. If that was glorious, how much more is it glorious for somebody to be illuminated and have a revelation of who Jesus Christ is? Some man went to a church picnic the other day, and when he was walking away, he said, I had deviled ham. I had deviled egg. I had devil's food cake. He said, I think I need to go back to church and pray through. We get enough of the world when just walking through the world. That's our old life. And every time we go to work, every time we go to the shopping store, every time we go somewhere, we need to recognize, that's what I used to be. That's not what I am. That's what I used to be. And if you thought that was all right, how about coming to church And then you came to the veil, and that separation between judgment on the outside and mercy on the inside. And you came to that veil. If if that veil was a beautiful separation, how much more should our separation be? And then you get into the Holy of Holies, and that inner sanctum of worship, when you don't care. Who sees you lifting your hands and worshiping? I don't care who comes. Let's be fair so I'm not political. If Nancy Pelosi walked into this building, I'd worship just like I'm worshiping. If President Trump came in those doors, I'd worship just like I'm worshiping. I'm not ashamed of this because whatever glory was back there, this which remains is more glorious. It's more beautiful. I love it, I love it, I love it. I stand to worship the Jesus Christ of the New Testament. He is my Lord, he's my Savior, he's my soon-coming King. He's the everlasting Father, he's the everlasting King. He's truth manifested in the flesh. He's my God, and it's greater, greater, greater than anything. And then, of course, you come to the mercy seat, oh Oh, you come to the mercy seat in the old law. And, and if, the, if the priest went in there and only the high priest could go in there, if that was glorious, how much more? <laughs> we don't have to go to Brother Bradford and say, Would you go to God for me? In fact, don't even bother him with that. We don't have to ask you to go to God for us. We go through that veil boldly before the throne of grace and mercy. Let me tell you, if that was glorious... if your old life you had trophies and you had all kinds of letters of commendation of what you had accomplished if that was all wonderful and great how much more that you've been buried in the blood your life experience with God 11th chapter of the book of Romans chapter 25 for I would not brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own conceits that blindness is in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the gentiles become in I I could preach for a while on that because you can become so blinded about your situation in life you can become so blinded about your sickness your hurts your failures and all of that that you forget that which remains is better that you forget which that which excelleth is greater but you need to remember We're in this world, we're in this flesh until we have our change. And this body's going to cause you problems as Pastor preached the other night. It's going to cause you problems till Jesus Christ comes. The world's going to cause you trouble. The devil's going to cause you trouble. But the Bible said living for Jesus is unspeakable joy. Which is better, church? I know you're getting tired of responding. I can tell. It's all right. I'm still preaching. If that, was, if that was good, how much better is this? Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm excited today. And I'm having fun preaching because this is a glorious day. And this is a glorious church. Isaiah 60 and 1 said, Arise and shine, arise and shine, 60 and one. For thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon you. We are living epistles. Oh, church, come on, hear me. It's last minute here. Just, Just hear me. We need to be so excited about who we are that everybody recognizes. Hey, why are you so happy? I'll tell you why I'm happy. I have something better than my past. I have something better than yesterday. I have something better than my sin. I have something better than my temptation. I have something better than the gods of this world. I have Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. The third verse of that chapter said, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let me just tell you, church, we're on the brink of one of the greatest revivals that ever hit our world. I'll tell you, our world has got so bad that it hardly, it hardly can't get any worse, but it's going to. And because it's going to get worse, there's going to be people that are trapped in a world of confusion that needs an old time apostolic, one God apostolic church, that they can find deliverance, they can find hope, they can find excitement, and they can find victory. What do you say we are that church today? I gotta go this far. I gotta go this far. Ephesians 5 and 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, the church, that he might sanctify. And cleanse it with the washing of the water by word, that he might present it to himself. That he might present it to himself. A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. And without blemish. Let me tell you, God's getting you ready for the rapture. And he's making you clean by the word of God. He's cleaning you up that you are without spot. Because the covering of his blood covers you. And this is why we get excited about preaching. And so some of you that may not be as keen on the new songs... Let's have an old song. What do you say? Written in 1892. Is that old enough for you? By Ralph E. Hudson. Key of C, because I can't see myself singing this. Tis a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. It is a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood Blood of of the Lamb. It is a a glorious glorious church
1: without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood of the
0: Lamb. Do you hear them coming, brother? Thronging up the steeps of light, clad in glorious, shining garments, washed in the blood, pure and white. It's a glorious
1: church without sparkling. Cool.
0: is a grand and glorious army, lift its banners up on high. It is a glorious church yeah. with loud, smart,
1: oh. washed in the blood.
0: as they took over from my singing. I asked my wife to sing with me today and she said, good, Lord. I said, thanks. This song's a powerful old song. What does the rest of it say? Never fear the clouds of sorrow. Never fear the storms of sin. We shall triumph on the morrow. Even now, even now, our
1: It's a glory. Joy begins.
0: Was you born? (laughs) You were just a baby. Danny McAllister and I were just babies when this church had its origin and beginning. He came in 52, I came in 49, Brother Oswald came in in 43. Sister Evie came in 43. This church has grown. I wish I knew how to do a little media today. I would have brought the pictures from If 18th Street was Glorious. 609 East 18th Street. If that was Glorious, and if 912 East 18th Street was Glorious, and if 1034th Street was Glorious, and 1000... 136th Street was glorious. How much more should this house be excited about the coming of the Lord? Let's sing it one more time. Tis a glorious church. are going to pray for your body because this is what's glorious. This is what's glorious. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Sing it while we pray. Would you believe the Lord for a marriage
1: change without a